Oh, how I am happy to be back with you guys. Part two of the releasing series. I'm just super excited. Always excited. Always excited. Um, if you guys have notebook, pen, pepper, whatever you got, go ahead and have that handy. I have a couple of things that I want to go over with you all in this part of the series. And just to give you guys the title of the second part of this series, I titled this um, part Bare Minimum Slash Poor Self-Care. Let's get into the second part of the releasing series. Let's go. You know, I had a real genuine moment with myself and I was thinking about how it's amazing when you discover what you need to release and how humbling that is. You know, how that humbles you and allows you to see where you have been operating all wrong all this time. And it gives you a viewpoint of where you have been just maybe not fully present within yourself, not fully present in those auto type of behaviors, like things that you allow in your life that you don't really think about. It's just something that you do automatically because the behavior has just gone on for so, 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 so long. Um, but it also is enlightening to know that you can experience change and then create happiness and then create the life that you ultimately want by figuring these things out about yourself. The reason why I titled this part of the series Bare Minimum and Poor Self-Care, I like to really touch on the base of how we view ourselves in, you know, in times of trying to understand what has transpired in our life. And what we do is we extend that out to others and we expect so many things because of the things that we have not received. And you guys know about that bare minimum saying, you know, when someone gives you bare minimum, don't accept bare minimum, you know, don't allow other people to give you the bare minimum. And I don't think that we touch on how we ourselves give our own selves the bare minimum. And it's not because we are doing it consciously. We are doing it unconsciously because of what has transpired. And the beauty about really diving into what you feel, what you know um, has happened in your life is not to point out the the how do you say it, the shame and guilt and all of those things behind it is to simply give you awareness, you know, simply get you to the place of being able to breathe and being able to understand that I can change these things. 
You know what I mean? Being able to understand that I can have the compassion on myself to allow myself the space that is needed in order to see these things. I want to get into our body and our mind and how that correlates and how it suffers. You know, it suffers a lot during times of extreme trauma, depression, and anything that disrupts the emotions. Because your outlook, like I mentioned, on yourself can be distorted. You develop a poor, you know, poor self-image, poor self-care habits. Some may have extremes and, and, and want to become perfect or a perfectionist. Either way, you begin to develop poor self-care habits. And this can look like self-sabotage. You know, self-sabotage can prevent you from thriving emotionally and in other areas of your life. You know, this can include poor eating habits, lack of sleep, not exercising, avoiding visits with the doctor or, you know, a therapist or someone who can professionally help you physically and with mental health challenges. You can find yourself engaging in risky behaviors like self-medicating, comfort eating, and risky sex, baby. Listen, (laughs) a lot of us can relate. Um, Giving ourselves the bare minimum simply is just self-sabotaging. I really didn't understand what self-sabotage was. I used to hear um, people tell me that I would do these things in my own life, and I never really understood what it meant. Um, But what I gathered from it was I was just holding myself back. But I didn't know in what ways I was holding myself back. And as I, you know, dive deep into my own self-awareness, I began to develop an awareness of what self-sabotage was in my life and self-sabotage is the leading cause of poor self-care because it refers to beliefs and behaviors that prevent us from achieving our goals hopes and dreams you know it's a very normal part of the human experience something that we all do from time to time but the thing is to not do these things to your detriment to the detriment of your well-being You know, releasing the distorted lens of how we view ourselves helps us to engage less in self-defeating behaviors. I didn't know that I had a lot of self-defeating behaviors. I simply just thought I was hurt. I simply just thought that people did things to me. You know, not having the accountability to understand that Even though those things happen, I was responsible for how I respond in my own life. You know, not only to others, but to myself. How do I respond to myself? Do I give myself the bare minimum? Do I expect so much outside of myself because of the things that I didn't get? Because of the lack of, the lack thereof, you know? Am I too? giving myself the bare minimum? Am I too not treating myself well? 
you know, having poor self-care habits. And I have to say, for most of my life, I have really leaned on overeating. You know, I in times when I felt very emotional, eating was my thing. Like, I could lay up and eat and eat. And, you know, even as a young girl, I can remember... And when there were times that I didn't speak about my emotions because I didn't understand them and I didn't even think that I had any emotional issues back then. You know, I didn't even think anything was hurting me. I just thought I was hungry. Not realizing that that was a self-sabotaging behavior. Whenever I felt something, instead of, you know, releasing in a healthy way, I would go eat and then you pack on pounds and then you look at yourself and you don't like what you see in the mirror and then you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep looking at yourself and not liking what you see and then it becomes into your adulthood and and it becomes a, a behavior where you feel imprisoned by your own self your own behaviors you feel like a prisoner to self and I'm happy that I have discovered these things now in my life because I can now start to pinpoint when I start to get in these patterns, when I start to get in these moments of having these behaviors and what they stem from and what they are. Sometimes, you know, I can just be feeling okay and then still want to eat because unconsciously I have learned this behavior. You know, it has, uh, how do you say, it licked my wounds when I was younger and didn't know what I was feeling and then it came with me into my adulthood unconsciously that to where I start doing it automatically, not even thinking about it. And that's where the danger comes in. That's where you you know, you start to hold yourself back from the very things, man, that you want in your life. You know, our physical, honestly, our physical, if that is not right. It seems like nothing in our lives is right. Because if you don't like what you see in the mirror, if you don't like how you feel, if you don't like yourself, it's so hard to change. It's so hard to call in the things that you want in your life. It's so hard to even believe that you're worthy of those things. And so in this part of the series, I really wanted us to dive in to releasing those patterns and sometimes we got to understand what that is you can hear people talk about what you need to do all day long but if you don't necessarily know what that looks like in your life it's hard to release it but I know that many of us have self-sabotaging behaviors especially if you are a person who's been through a lot of traumatic things in your life because like I mentioned you start to believe that you don't even deserve the very thing that should have been given to you I wanted to just kind of break down what to look for um, when it comes to self-sabotage and how that looks in your life so self-sabotage is the leading cause like I mentioned of poor self-care you know it makes you develop procrastination perfectionism negative self-talk avoidance or conflict um and this is often driven by anxiety fear self-doubt 
you know, you start to undermine or these behaviors undermine your efforts to build the life you want. And it's just like, man, like I mentioned, that self-imprisonment can really blind you from what is really keeping you from the things you want. Really, you know, have you in this mindset of thinking that it's things outside of you that is allowing you um, or not allowing you to have the things that you feel that you need and deserve in your life. Some self-defeating patterns you want to start releasing are avoiding people in situations that make you feel uncomfortable. Staying within your comfort zone and, and avoiding change. Setting goals that are too low to ensure success. Creating conflict with romantic partners. Ooh, mm, mm, mm. Loved ones, friends, or co-workers. Trying to control others. I heard... <laughs> I forgot who this was I heard, but it was someone preaching on this or speaking. And, you know, I listen to so many things that helps me. Um, but I can remember the sermons in reg- was in regards to when you control people or situations to get what you want. That is a form of witchcraft. And I didn't even know that. Because many people who have the tendency to try to control others are people who do not have self-control or people who have been through a lot of trauma and so they're trying to gain control over their lives. They're trying to control their world. They're trying to control other people that are in their world. But I did not know that that was a spirit of witchcraft, you know, as manipulation is trying, even though you may be feeling like you're coming from a place of love, maybe, or maybe you're coming from a place of lack, you know, of, of low self-esteem, of, of not feeling enough or not getting the things that you needed as a child. You don't look at it in that way. But when I heard it that way, it made me look at controlling things situations and people in a whole nother light like oh no let's move along um also attempting to gain others approval making excuses taking actions that don't match your values and goals Mm. comparing yourself to others social withdrawal or isolation and i with this one i want to clarify it's okay to withdraw if it is necessary for your self-development. I believe that everyone needs a time of aloneness to figure themselves out. We already went over risky behaviors. Um, Well, risky behaviors like promiscuity, substance abuse, overeating and overspending. Those are some of the things you want to start to eliminate out of your life, to remove actually. Here are some in-depth ways you can start to point out and look for when improving impacts of poor self-care in different areas of your life, like your career. Learning to not self-sabotage your career. 
And what this looks like or involves is actions that prevent you from achieving your career goals, fear of failure, or anxiety about uncertainty that can trap you. Because let's face it, we, we get scared of change. Even in careers, we get scared. Like, can I do this? Am I capable? You know, I was always told that I'm, I do this wrong and I'm not. You know, when you hear those voices in your life so long, you, you take that with you everywhere. This can lead to unhappiness at work that negatively impacts your mental health and well-being. This is something, too, that shows up. I was mentioning about, you, like, our relationships. You know, you start to see these self-sabotaging behaviors is when you engage in behaviors that leads to a breakup. That is also birthed out of fear and loss. That leads to blaming, picking fights with one another, um, giving a silent treatment, controlling or monitoring a partner's behavior, constantly needing and seeking reassurance, clinkiness, having impossible standards that you yourself don't even live up to. Leaving relationships before they do or even have a chance to develop. And this goes for family, friends as well. You know, learning to remove those things out of your life that is hindering you from advancing yourself moving higher higher and higher out of that pit higher and higher oh lift up your hands right now guys you want to move higher you want to move higher you want to move higher and in order to move up you gotta release a lot of things gotta be released that heaviness has to be released has to be released this reminds me of that story of the eagle that um, I believe he picked up a rat a mullet whatever those things are called and you know he he took it up in the air with him. It doesn't belong in the air. He belongs in the air, but what he was trying to get prey of or catch did not belong there with him. And he took that thing up with him in the sky. That thing bit into his chest and killed him. Brought him right back down to where the mullet live or the rat live, whatever it was. I forgot what it was. Whatever it was doesn't belong in the sky. And if you keep holding on to the things that belong on the ground, that belong beneath you, you will constantly stay on the ground with it. And you will never become who you want to become. Because in order for you to become who you want to become, you got to keep going up. You cannot stay down. Let's take a small break.
share back. So I know that you are thinking, like I was thinking when I started, to be aware of my own poor self-care. How do I stop this? You know? How do I begin to look at myself differently? How do I begin to stop allowing self-sabotaging behaviors to control me to be the driver of my life to be the driver of my emotions how do i improve these areas of my life that has been holding me back for so long you know how do i get over this hump and like i mentioned it's so easy to say stop doing this stop doing that don't do this do that but we all need that in-depthness of how do I let these things go in my life? How do I start to flourish? How do I begin to operate as a new woman, as a new man? How do I become better? How do I function better? How do I feel better? And honestly, it starts with your temple. It, It starts with you taking care of yourself in a way that nourishes you. And whatever that may be for you, you may have to journal each and every day. I really wasn't a fan of journaling, but I think I am going to start journaling because I'm starting to be more mindful. Mindfulness really helped you understand yourself better mindfulness uh, helps you to locate when you're having moments of self-sabotaging behaviors when you're having moments of loneliness when you're having moments of maybe feeling not your greatest you know when you're having moments of having anxiety a lot of us have anxiety because this life is fast-paced we don't get a chance to be present to be mindful to look at ourselves to even enjoy ourselves and what has come to to help me a lot too is to stop looking at development of self as a punishment or as I have been doing this thing wrong all along so it's going to be harder for me you know once you start to look at these things in a more positive light and the only way i feel like you can do that is allowing yourself to be in this quiet place and not more so like you in isolation but in a quiet peaceful place within like let it go of the insecurities letting go of all these things that get in the way of allowing you to just be yourself to just be a human being to just be Get it in a space of just saying, you know what? I am free to be me. I deserve to be me. This is my right as a human being. You are a human being first. And as much as we like to shy away from emotions, emotions runs our life. And it's important that we take care of our emotions. Let, you know, let yourself just be for a moment. Just get in this space. And I'm talking about right now. 
allow yourself to just be even if that means crying even if that means I'm tired I just want to lay down I just need a second I just need a pause from my job I just need to go in my prayer closet I just need to talk to God I need to do whatever I gotta do to just be quiet to just let myself be to just love my existence to stop seeing the flaws within me to stop listening to the voices but listening to my own voice listening to God's voice the man who created me take care of your body guys drink a lot a lot a lot a lot of water when you're healing and releasing you need to be releasing physically too fast I know fasting doesn't sound ideal but it will free you it'll start to help you to learn how to put discipline and obedience in your life because I'm gonna let you guys know in order to release, you got to have some discipline. In order to see your life shift and move in a new direction, you got to have discipline. This is something I had to learn. I don't really, I'm not going to lie. A lot of us don't like discipline. It's especially hard to be self-disciplined. You want to lose weight, you got to get up, you got to exercise, you got to do the things you need to do to do that. You want to become emotionally intelligent and more better emotionally you got to take care of your emotions you got to know how to respond you got to stop letting everything take you off you got to know who you are so you can stop allowing other people to tell you who you are you want to become an entrepreneur businesswoman businessman you got to learn the steps of becoming and you got to start doing it you got to start setting goals a vision and start working at the thing every day and make it so big so you ain't got no choice but to succeed. And this brings me to the close of this part of the series. I'm going to go over a few things before I end this part of the series. But this will lead me to part three of this series but let's start with replacing our self-sabotaging ways with self-advancement start simple and gradually add on more methods of self-advancement until your inner critic is no longer driving you and preventing you from success emotional fulfillment and happiness we will go over all of these things to help us to get a better understanding of what we need to do more in depth to take care of ourselves in part three. I'll meet you guys there.